Hello and welcome once again to Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave. This is Phil speaking with me as always is Dave. And this week we've got coming off of my shelf, 1998's Out of Sight, directed by Steven Soderbergh, written mm-hmm. by Scott Frank, and uh, starring George Clooney and Jennifer Lopez, among many others. Star-studded. Star-studded, my friend. Yeah. I thought, uh, let's have a little fun. This movie was really fun to me. So, uh, Dave, uh, how you doing this week? How's <laughs> uh, things holding up? Pretty uh, good, pretty good. And uh, yeah. what are your thoughts on the movie initially? And uh your history with it. Tell, tell us about you, and then tell us about the movie and you. Yeah, well, enough about me. <laughs> I couldn't believe this was 98. 98. Pretty stellar year. Yeah, I just want to go uh, record saying that. I'll say this. It was Please. well shot. That's You're giving it well shot. It was well shot. Wow, okay. And there was a lot of A-list people. A lot of talent. A lot of talent. Yeah. Otherwise, no, not a very good movie, in my opinion, of course. Wow. Didn't like it. The world wants your opinion, my friend. Yeah. I, I, I'm thinking I'm the, I'm the outlier here. I'm looking at IMBD, Old Faithful, 7.0. Still think that's a little high. Metascore, 85. You like it. Yep. I think both of those are, are pretty low, actually. I think 85 is even a low. I'm low. at work. I'm like, Adam, out of sight. Loved it. Good movie. Great. <laughs> Talking to a customer later in the evening. Where he came up. Sure. Yeah, I like that movie. So there's clearly something wrong with me. Now, when you're asking the customers and you're talking to your colleagues, are you saying, for the podcast, Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave, <laughs> available on all your podcatchers uh, of, of course. choice? So I plug it. I plug um, it. I got one I of like our... I some of those conversions. There was the, a like. The there was a like from a fi, from a guy at Fido. You'll yeah. notice. Yeah. The great... Yeah. I, I did. I did notice Michelle. that. I want the... He, he listened for 20 minutes. Uh, yeah, it wasn't bad. 20 minutes. That's about all yeah, anybody he, can listen to, No one to, has really. attention uh, t- attention spans. Sure. If they get through 30 seconds, we get the tick. <laughs> but an hour and a half of you, go, of you going on sure. about these movies, like out of sight, out of mind... <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, I just wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. And my wife was, we were on the same page on this one. And we'll get into to why soon or, uh, and later and throughout. <laughs> but first, before we do that, I, I definitely got to know what your history is with this film. And why this one out of, uh, out of left field? Uh, it was a bit of a left field. Yeah, I was thinking mm. about... Sorry, there was something about this that was... Gas, something about Gaslight that remind in this movie that reminded me of Gaslight. I can't think of it at the time, but I thought maybe that's why you picked it. But if not, go on. I'll figure it out. <laughs> well, come back to me if you come up with something. <laughs> uh, this felt like it was a, it was definitely a, a pivot. I had another movie in mind on the short list, but I wanted to kind of do something fun. I thought Source Code, for uh, you know some of its faults and so forth, I thought it was actually a pretty breezy watch. I would give it breezy-ish yeah right i didn't find it i thought it was fairly well edited and paced and Mm. so forth so just kind of blew by and when i was thinking about movies that i would put in the sort of fun watch kind of category strangely i immediately thought of george clooney and steven soderbergh because they the the oceans 11 oceans 11 and 12 obviously in 13 an actual heist movie go on yes yes (laughs) um which are very fun movies but i've seen those a lot and i haven't Mm. watched out of sight as often maybe as those ones and um, I remember loving this movie when I first saw it in 98. I was a huge fan of Scott Frank as a writer. 
And Steven Soderbergh had a really interesting kind of trajectory. I had liked and I'd seen and liked uh, Sex, Lies, and Videotape. I really, really liked uh, King of the Hill, which I alluded to with Jesse uh, Bradford uh, when we watched uh, Presumed Innocent, available in the archives. Have a listen, folks. King of the Hill? Uh, yes. Oh, that was with Hank. and uh, Yeah, it's a different, different thing. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I really love that movie. Bobby. And, and yeah. a movie like Schizopolis. The guy was kind of a, a, a really weird kind of director in his early days and then this movie was sort of a pivot point and from here he did you know aaron brockovich and oh he did aaron brockovich and traffic in the same year traffic one of my first dvds little known fact beautiful movie in, yeah. in many ways uh brockovich obviously both uh, lauded for their um uh, great success at oscar time and then went on to do things like full frontal which is really kind of an experimental kind of film uh and just as has managed to made the bubble and the girlfriend experience and really has made really interesting high uh, budget movies like a, a, an Ocean's Eleven with all the stars of the world, you know, in mm-hmm, it. Yeah, and then absolutely. we'll also sort of do a very, very, very small three character, you know, uh, quiet little movie shot on on digital video and so forth. So just where it kind of runs the gamut uh, as a director and his filmography is really spectacular. And his relationship with Clooney, they did a movie called Solaris. As yeah, well. I haven't seen that one. I remember really liking that movie. Okay, to check uh, it out. I haven't seen it since. That was probably like 2002, maybe? 2002, three, something like that. I haven't seen it since then. I saw it in the theater because I was just a really big fan of these two. Um, I liked Elmore Leonard as a novelist. Uh, he doesn't get shorty. Uh, and this one, obviously, Rum Punch was... Uh, Jackie Brown was based on that. Uh, so Contagion. Uh, again, another one. Contagion. Excellent think, movie. Yeah. Uh, I really, really like that movie. But again, another cast from hell with that. Jude Law is in that. Kay Winslet is in that. Um, the guy is just sort of a really interesting director and does a lot of uh, – a big variety of movies. You know, he did the uh, Magic, Magic Mike. Mike movies. He did Lucky Lucky Logan movie with Benicio Del Toro and, and Don Cheadle. A lot of interesting movies and, and so forth. So uh, I thought it was a good opportunity to watch what I felt and I remember it as being uh, a really – fun watch a pretty breezy watch that was also to your point really stylish and and kind of had a uh, an energy to it that i really liked so and you know we we talked before we hadn't done a Clooney and hadn't done a Soderbergh and i thought uh let's bring him off the table because one of my favorite filmmakers is Soderbergh and Clooney has that same kind of i keep going back to the well a little bit but a real charm about him that clearly uh, sometimes <laughs> is i think in some ways, sometimes better than his performances, the charm, the charisma that kind of comes from that. But uh, I felt this movie had both a great performance and a great charm. But I find he's very, very charming in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by those horrible sounds. <laughs> this uh, is why the listeners don't listen to us for more than <laughs> 20 minutes. Clooney, I like Clooney generally. I just recently watched Michael Clayton. As an example. That's an excellent movie. I love Michael Clayton. I wow. I, I want to take it off the shelf. So now you, yeah. just, you just spoiled it. I can't think. There's one that went. It was made for Netflix. Midnight. Midnight some, clear. Midnight clear. I well shot. There's th- things I liked about it. It had that pretty good payoff, sure. but a pretty slow moving movie. But I I enjoyed it. I ended up. I thought you know what overall it didn't get great reviews. You're liking a midnight clear, but somehow you have issues with Michael Clayton, uh, Oscar winning uh, Michael Clayton. And, Wait, won uh, an Oscar? And uh, out of sight. You're uh, you're not the. I'm a I'm you're peculiar. Not you're not the guy. I'm peculiar. You're the guy I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> I think you kind of pointed something out with his charm and his character and something for me in this movie. 
who he was and how he was portraying it just didn't quite click for me. One of my problems is a very basic filmmaking thing is I need, I don't need, it like kind of, I, maybe like I do. do. It, it kind of reminded me of 25th Hour. Okay. Why do I give a shit about this character? Other than the fact that he's good looking and charming. And then I realized, well, that's all J-Lo's character needed, clearly. Yeah. Was that. There's no other reason for, for that ever to be anything, in my opinion. Okay. So then again, why am I rooting? He's not a good person, really. Like, he, they, maybe at the end he goes back and saves, at the end where he saves the, sure. the what's her face? Midge. Mimi? Midge. Sure. I like that name, Midge. Yeah, yeah. But I, I didn't really, I wasn't rooting for anyone. I didn't really care about the characters in this in this movie. One of the things I liked the most about this movie is Don Cheadle's death. I thought he nailed oh, it. Oh, he was so good in that. That was good. It was a great death scene. That was a great death scene. Yeah. And I thought, like, well, this is about the first thing I liked in this movie was his death. Other than Raymond. I liked Raymond. You remember Raymond? Not Betsy. <laughs> George? Raymond. Yeah, George? <laughs> Raymond was one of the cops who kept saying, Are you, is that your car parked there? Yeah. Yeah. He was great. In that in 45 that, seconds. That 45 seconds. Yeah. He was perfect. It's a lot of acting role. going on in that scene. Isn't a lot it? of business. He's like looking yeah. over his shoulder. He's got the, the walkie. Mm. The he's do, I, I think he's doing fine. There's yeah. a lot of rays. There's the Ray Nicolette, Michael Keaton, his little cameo. Why was he even in the movie? Well, that's, that's a bit saying. of an inside joke. Okay. Well, I, I'm not, I guess I'm not in You're on, not on the inside. I'm not. He so. played the uh, same character in Jackie Brown, which is another Elmore Leonard movie. Elmore Leonard based movie that Quentin Tarantino, Tarantino made a couple did. years earlier. Yeah, okay. And so they tied it and tied those two sure. movies together for the first time. That really doesn't usually happen. You don't get a lot of that. Different studios involved, different everything involved. But yeah. basically, they got Michael Keaton to play the same character in this movie as a okay. Elmore Leonard through line. Okay, that's um, great. That's fine. Speaking of Tarantino, someone was talking about how this was better than a, a different than a Tarantino. Like a lighter version, less blood, uh, but the way it was shot was sort of the f- uh, some framework uh, within Tarantino. I, I see none know. of that. I no. think again, I've, I've but t- less I've, this, less this, less this, less this. Well, then it's not really well, anything. To me, it's everything is. Uh, it's so much better. We've talked before, obviously, in, in Reservoir Dogs, also available in the archives, and you know, Tarantino doesn't really do anything for me, whereas Soderbergh does it so whatever the difference is that whomever you're talking to this ethereal person that's you know i think that, I, I think i must have read it it's somewhere. quite possible but yeah. it, it means nothing to me i i see i don't know what that is what the traces of tarantino and how things are sort of judged based upon his you know metric or whatever oh well it's like a tarantino movie but it's more this or it's less that yeah. like why is tarantino movies the metric or the bar, I don't really know because yeah. he's never. I mean, again, to be fair, I haven't watched many of his movies in the middle. But Reservoir Dogs didn't do much for me. I did like it more than I thought I was going to. But Pulp Fiction is one that didn't really stand up to reason or stand up to sort of history. Uh, things like Jackie Brown didn't do much. Hatefully, had no interest. Kill Bill was like the worst couple of the worst movies I've ever seen. So yeah, it wasn't so again, movie. and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, his most recent was one I liked. But it wasn't anything that I thought was stupendous. And people that love him love him beyond all measure, and I don't understand it. So having him as a comparator for this movie, I don't make that connection at all because Soderbergh, to me, is a far more interesting filmmaker in so many different ways and has proven over and over again that he can make a variety of different genres and types of movies 
and Tarantino, to me anyway, has not proven that by any stretch of the imagination. Well, Pulp Fiction came out. Oh no, sorry, this says this is the Pulp Fiction of 1998. That doesn't make any sense to me. At yeah. All. I mean, other than this movie tries to play with some time. You know, it's got Maybe, some yeah. time cuts, Which some is flashbacks. And one stuff, thing I thought fucking sense to tie it into Tarantino. Whoever wrote that ridiculous <laughs> article on some ridiculous forum uh, is ridiculous. It's a silliness. But I would say that the way they did time was well was well done. I'll, I'll give. I'm I'm here to give credit where credit is due. Okay, like, Ray uh, but I'm gonna stand and by. Time. Yeah. Are your takeaways? Yeah. That's uh, fair. Yeah, but as I say, as we go on. Uh, yeah, I just did. I couldn't connect to the characters. I don't want to say too much because some of it's more to do of later course, in the movie. Specific. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We want general thoughts, general feelings, just, general yeah. emotional uh, or otherwise. I found it surprising to me if I can be so bold. <laughs> uh, we've talked before in a couple of these episodes where there'll be a thing, a moment in a movie where I'll watch with Dave in my mind, and I'll think, <laughs> I wonder, I wonder how Dave's going to interpret this scene or yeah, take I do. I this, do the same this pivot point plot whatever the case may be I've, I've kind of tried to get into dave's brain on occasion and mm. sometimes i've been right where i was like yeah you know i and this is where dave checks out or <laughs> and i've been surprised where where i thought you might have checked out you've actually I checked out pretty early in this <laughs> one <laughs> and i, I would say like a full checkup but yeah go but on. I, so so i thought to myself the the trunk scene might be the moment where if you don't <laughs> kind of buy that scene as being yeah um either interesting from a character perspective or compelling in a narrative you know perspective then it's going to be a struggle now as i said for me Mm -hmm. i love that scene now one of the things that is perhaps lost in the 25 years or so since this movie came out is that there is a what used to be called like a monoculture where and I was just talking about this the other day, and we've talked about it a little bit, you and I, on the podcast, is the go to the video store every week, every Friday, walk over, see what's new, walk the wall, grab it, go. And you've got hundreds of people coming into that store. You've got 100 sh- you know, copies on the shelf. They're going out. They're going out. They're, at, they're done. Right? Friday, you come in. Saturday morning, they're all gone, right? Like so. Those were the days. Everybody in the neighborhood went and got whatever that movie was every week without fail and therefore everybody had that movie to talk about monday at the uh, at work sounds like happier times well it feels like it to me as again because these are things that that really are movies in particular obviously pretty powerful to me and we've talked yeah. about it with the podcast is sort of based on that 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 reality so movie theaters offered the same kind of thing right so you go and every week there's a new one every week there's one or two new ones you can kind of get into it now there's so much that because of there, there's so much, there's less singularity to what people are talking about, let's say. So one of the things that I love about that scene in the trunk, and we'll, we'll get back to the actual movie, but one of the things that specifically kind of connect with, at least to me, is if you're going to connect with somebody, it's at least in 98, it's going to be about movies. So they reference Bonnie and Clyde, they're referencing Network, they're referencing Three Days of the Condor. Now, those are movies that matter to people over over the last hundred years of movies and so i remember i probably shared this before but i I remember going on a date and the things we talk about are movies and i would walk away thinking this girl's got great taste in movies i like her Hmm. 
right? Or you can learn a lot. I think I've told this story before, but when I first got to the video store in Vancouver, I walked the aisles. We had, at, before I even started there, this was just, I went as like a recon mission and I saw end caps. They were staff picks, end caps. And I could see Russ's staff picks. Gene's pick. Yeah. Leanne's staff picks. Mm-hmm. Olga's staff picks. They actually did that, eh? Yeah, 100%. Okay. 10 on the end cap, five rows, two each. What an honor that would be. I it was, uh, but the I lived for it certainly when I worked there. But before that, what it did was give me an insight. There was Randall's staff picks there, and I walked these ten or eight end caps with these ten movies on each, and could get a sense as to who this person was, based on these ten movies. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, and I so agree, yeah. I see Randall's turned out to be one of my best friends in the whole world because I was like, oh, this is a guy that knows what's up. He's like it's, he's an idiot like me. It's some some <laughs> arty stuff, some more modern stuff, but a well, nice he likes garbage as well. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and then others, I'm like, oh, you're trying too hard. <laughs> you know, this yeah. person is like, oh, you don't have any you yeah. know, Armageddon. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a guy five, with Armageddon. In first five movies, of Michael Bay movies, right? Yeah. So you can learn a lot about somebody. So I, I for me in that scene, I think I, I get that. If I'd spent 25 minutes in a car, or even not necessarily with in George a trunk, Clooney. Uh, in a trunk, but just chatting. And he has with somebody. your hand on your on your. Of hip. course, those are all things that happen in a romantic context. But right. I can like somebody and know that I like them at least a little bit based on movies in a very quickly. And I, the monoculture of talking about movies is something that I miss, and part of why this podcast exists is so that I can, we can, but in general, like talk about movies with that kind of and make hopefully that connection with our listeners and so forth. So all of that is to say. That if you're not into that or willing to sort of accept that someone, and they even make reference to in the Three Words of the Condor reference that she says, I never believed that Robert Redford and Faye Dunaway could get together so fast. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel believable. Like they even comment on the fact that they're kind of almost ripping that same principle off. Yeah. Uh, I like the the knowingness of that, but I thought to myself that if if Dave doesn't get into that, (laughs) uh, accept that premise then the whole thing is lost because then you don't care if they get together at all. You don't care that they're bumping into one another. You don't care. That might have been the scene. So, Are we done? No. (laughs) The show done? (laughs) I'm just curious how – I mean, again, I I connected to it, and obviously you didn't, and I'd like to know, just as I can explain just in that moment, why it did connect to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, if that was a scene, and maybe it's not, I may be putting in your – in my mind, that's like the first like off-ramp. If someone is, and again, not you specifically, but if someone isn't willing to believe that these two can have an interest in one another at all in that short a time span or whatever the circumstances, yeah, uh, then whatever. There's going to be problems. First of all, I know trunks are very comfortable. I've been in one before. Mm-hmm. They're very cozy. She, J-Lo just looked like she was just on a couch. Mm-hmm. She's in a fucking trunk with a guy that just broke out of prison. First of all, she doesn't even scream. No. To alert anybody that, hey, this guy who just got out of this, I'm not sure what level of prison is this. Is medium uh, security or is it low security, high security? Oh, clearly, Well, it's they've not got like machine guns, so I suspect it's probably pretty maximum. I think medium at least, yeah. maybe maximum, right? And she doesn't, she doesn't even, she's not even phased by it. No, she's not. That's the whole point. She's a federal officer. She's not surprised by any of it. It's not like she's some damsel like showing off the street. She's a cop. Yeah. So she's seen it all before. Sure. Uh, but she just seemed a little bit a, too relaxed and too cozy uh, in the trunk with her. And it was like all of a sudden, it was just, I, don't, I wasn't ready. It was too much. 
making this connection mm-hmm. for being in the trunk for a, a minute and it just I just didn't I didn't know I didn't buy it I did I didn't buy this at all this 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 thing that was going on she's not a professional but I didn't take her, her profession she didn't feel like this was what she was like her job just didn't seem to be I, I watched the, something called the heat Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. I don't oh, know if you've seen it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we no. watched, you know, my wife watched it the other day. It's comedy. We want something light and fun. Sure. And Sandra Bullock's character at the beginning, okay, this is a federal agent. And it was like like how a federal agent would be. And this is not. What, what, is, what's the, what is the, if you could pinpoint it anyway, what is the, like, what is the, what is it that Sandra Bullock did? Took her job. That were, took her job seriously. I don't know. She doesn't feel like she's not taking her job seriously here. That's how I felt. She didn't okay. take it seriously at all. And she, by the end, she goes to the house and, do, and takes forever to call for backup. Like you got to, like you should have called for backup long, like an hour ago. Which house are you talking about? Near the end, where they doing the oh, sure, world's sure, worst sure, worst sure. heist. Yeah, yeah, we'll okay. get it later, but yeah, yeah. So I just I didn't take her seriously in, in what she was doing, and I had no idea why she had a thing for this guy who's uh, a lifetime bank robber. Yeah, like what is he? You know why? Because he's good looking. Of course. And she's good looking. Sure. So I wasn't, I guess, in the but mood. that's movies. I mean, like, I, mean sure. I don't understand what the, you know, I like, oh, I, you just like each other because you're good looking? I wanted, that's not believable. <laughs> that part doesn't make any sense to me. I was but that's fine. wanting I mean, more, sure. and I, I was expecting more than a, this is a fluff. It, it was like a fluffy film. Yeah. Again, well shot and some, a lot of stars. I mean, we got Sammy J for a brief moment. Maybe yeah, it's got yeah. something to do with Jackie Brown too. I don't know because I think he's in. He's Jackie in that. Brown. He's in that movie. Yeah, different character, but yeah, she's great. And I, I I love Sammy J, but I just I wasn't rooting for them as a couple. Like I didn't, but their chemistry I didn't like okay. at all. all right. And we get to the scene. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but just for a brief moment, sure. Where I knew I had lost faith because I, the whole bathtub scene. Yeah, the dream sequence there. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this is probably real. Like, I didn't think it was a dream because I had no faith in the fact that because yeah, that this is dumb. This is the movie. <laughs> After the trunk scene, yeah, I can see her coming and getting in the tub. That's how how this movie is. It doesn't need anything. It doesn't need any backstory. They don't need to actually know each other. They're just into each other for no reason other than they're both good looking. Sure, that's it. Very unprofessional. Well, for, for uh, a federal agent to be uh, you know hanging out with or desiring a man of his. Uh, his background and his uh, sure. his job resume. Wow. All so. right. Well, that's but that's uh, a that's a good point that you bring up. Is you're right. It's that scene. If you can't get on board in that scene, you're gonna struggle with the rest of the movie. And the main thing I struggle with was that those two. Yeah. It was those two characters. I didn't care about them. Uh, I was invested in them. Uh, it's kind of interesting to me, only because we kind of talked a little bit last week in Source Code and the relationship with like. Monahan, they don't have any more time together, real, yeah. really, than these two. Yeah, it's something. And somehow something you different. accept that one, okay? Yeah. And like, I really rooted for them at the end, and it's great that they get to it's, live this other life. And then this point. movie is this—it's not the same by any stretch of the imagination, it's right? Something but it's different. interesting to me how Jake sells it. And we we do these things. I'm not suggesting you're at fault. I've I've done it with other movies as well, where I'll excuse it on one level and then kind of not. Yeah. On oh another. yeah. We, yeah. We're both. Right? So like, the, it's, it's it's common in in human nature. I just find it weak. T- by week or like that was my pick like it seems strange to me that that (laughs) that something as frankly unbelievable if you you know to to put that into to use that word as source code and that relationship between the two that doesn't even exist at the beginning let alone like it's an all parallel universe right you have to buy so much to even think that those two make any connection whatsoever so that relationship doesn't exist 
And yet, in this one, it's not that dissimilar. I mean, to say, like, two people put together in a random situation. In a trunk. In a trunk, <laughs> but have almost the same eight minutes to get to know one another. And yet, one is, well, this is yeah, ridiculous. That's, that's and a, then that's the other point. one is, yeah. is, is okay. I, just, I think those things make me chuckle think, when we look back at our old movies and think, yeah. why, do I, why is that one okay and this I, one not? I think it comes down to presentation. Okay. And I think it's how it's just presented. And if this were on a train. <laughs> Instead Maybe. of a trunk, but it was on a train, and one was in Jake, it was Jake Gyllenhaal, and uh, and and uh, but it, I don't know. It's, my argument with with well, not argument, but with Source Code is he he keeps going in, and she's the first person he sees. Yeah, okay. And there's just that on some level, the brain. Sure. It just like first woman, Clooney's seen. He's been in prison. Well, yeah, because he's been in prison and needs to get laid for God's sakes. Like, come on. Sure. It's just. That's okay. You didn't connect. I'm not trying to get you to defend it. I just mean, but yeah. it's funny that the, the, the two, yeah. the, the relationship we accept from one and not another is interesting to me. I think it's interesting. I think what we desire in our brains is like what we consider, oh, that's romantic mm-hmm. or that's oh, love at first sight. I think we have our, each, each people have their own ideas and what's sweet. I like a sweetness. And think I felt about... Jake's, uh, Joan Hall, I felt like a real sweetness there. Okay. Where this was just raw kind of carnality yeah and i just sexual tension that's not what i want in a movie uh typically and that's what this was and it's it exists it's real sure. maybe because i can't do it maybe that's what it is. <laughs> but. well have you ever seen sleepless in seattle i mean that's a movie that's entire premise is based on somebody hearing a voice on the radio and f- going yeah. to the ends of the earth really to, to well seattle but to, to travel across barely the remember country that movie i'd to have to get watch there it again. and again you're sort of like well this is be you know you can look at that and just kind of dismiss everything that happens because it's unbelievable. It's kind of bullshit. But if you are in a, a space to allow it, you're like, oh, that's so sweet. I can't believe they're on top of the building and it's so exactly, cute. Exactly, yeah. That, that, would be, that would be an interesting movie to watch today but with all the way we meet people now sure, through social media yeah, and technology. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even know if I've seen it. To be honest with you, I've only seen yeah, elements. I just maybe. know that that's the story. You have it on your shelf? Uh, I could probably get it. <laughs> be arranged. <laughs> it could be arranged. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Amazon, but yeah, you know, day after tomorrow will be delivered. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think that's that's interesting. That's yeah. uh, uh like how our how our just brains are different uh, react differently to what we see on the screen. But it was that screen. It's like no, I don't like J Lo's character at all. I don't think she was a very good actress in this movie. And I like her. I would just say this is my favorite J Lo really it's, it, of all time. I've seen her in enough. <laughs> I watched a movie with uh, her and. Um, uh, Robert Redford, that, that was that she played uh, as her father-in-law, and they're out on a ranch, pretty low-key filmy, but we watched it and kind of kind of liked it. Morgan okay. Freeman was in it, so okay. uh, pretty new, relatively new movie too. Okay, might have been one of those right to Netflix. Could uh, be, yeah, yeah, sure. There's so many of those. But yeah, I've seen a, a few of her, and I generally like her performance. But this one, I just, I think it's the character. I didn't like the character at all. Yeah, all right. and she didn't respect the the badge. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, I love the I'm character. a professional man. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's some other elements in this movie. I mean, we have Vin Rames, which I generally like. We have Zan, Zahn. Steve Zahn. Now, I don't know if you remember a friend I, uh, of ours, sort of. More mine, but we, we played ball to there. Chris Van Loon. Oh, yeah, of I'm going to show to Chris. They look a lot alike. They do have similar They're characteristics. They're similar characteristics. <laughs> uh, he's not a listener of the show, but I, I do still talk to him every not once yet. in a while. Uh, yeah, I'll get him. <laughs> but I thought, yeah, that really looks... And even sort of talks like him, but obviously Chris is more, you know... A little more mature. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Not much. <laughs> uh, not really, actually. It's a different type of immature. Just a different type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's some, there's some other characters, obviously Cheadle and... 
Oh, yeah. The, the guy with the jewels. Albert Brooks? Ripley? He reminded me of somebody. Um, um, Bo, he sort of reminded me of Bo Bridges for sure. some reason a little bit. Anyways. Yeah. So there's some... Uh, I feel like this... For me, again, it's just this movie is like a well shot. Yeah. Uh, good, cram- good camera work and a lot of great cast mm-hmm. dialogue. I just didn't like the characters. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't really connect anybody. And that's where I always felt left not really liking the movie though it was like you mentioned uh not a difficult watch it was breezy watch it just i felt empty at the end yeah that's interesting i didn't really care like how what happened at the end i remember the intro we played that someone one of my props played that in class the The, bank the bank the right the beginning the bank fantastic i love i think that's yeah and that is a good scene yeah and then i I, thought that would hook you like again not putting my head in your but for me it hooked me in in 98 when i saw it mm -hmm. i was like i love this i what a great Bank yeah. heist. No, moment. I did. I did like that and uh, that aspect. And I did remember I had seen this movie because uh, I well, I saw. I think I had seen this movie actually okay. a long time ago because the whole last 15, 20 minutes I sort Felt of remember. Familiar. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I think I had seen this movie, or maybe we had watched it together. Potentially, potentially, years, years yeah, ago, if, if at all, yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, there's a lot of it in between. It just I wasn't interested. Did you recognize the Universal? Every time I see that close up of the Zippo and the snapping of the opening and lighting it that's the intro to uh for a long 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 time uh universal dvds oh no it would be their montage okay. if you if you if you owned or watched oh the universal, okay gotcha gotcha uh, movie that would be the first thing that starts the sure. montage is him flicking the the zippo okay. and then you get the montage of movies coming soon oh, interesting. Uh, DVD, yeah. you know whatever else and that would be uh, it so it's very well to me like i hear it it's the first shot of the movie basically and it's uh it's very much like a rush of the thousands of movies that I've, you know, thousands of Universal movies that I've watched. You think you think a, a successful because he talks about he's done a lot of bank robbers, he said robberies, two hundred. That's a lot. Yeah. And that's your car. You, when you have a more reliable car, if you've robbed banks, my thinking is we, if you rob banks, you have money. Isn't well, that safe to say? Well, I think. What you know, are you robbing? The, what blood banks? This you have is, a lot of blood. <laughs> Uh, I just gave my uh, 10th time this year. Good for uh, you. And I respect that about you. You're a blood bill. giver. I, I, for me, it's in you to live. It's not in you to give. Fair. A little uh, selfish, sure. Clearly, I would say. But <laughs> for me, trying to rationalize some of the choices or the realities of a character, does the movie, in any case, any movie, a disservice? And if I'm looking at, not to, you know, an example, but something like a, an Armageddon or whatever... It's like if I go in and just go like this guy's not a driller. He's a driller, right? Uh, that's he's clearly that's not, he's not a driller. He's he's clear, you know, but he's, he's somebody else. But he's clearly a driller. <laughs> My point is, if it's not if that's the out, then it's like, well, I can't get into any of this movie. And so the bank robber thing, it's like every heist movie in the history of time, no one ever has money. It's always one last score. It's always one last thing to to get out of the thing and they even make reference to that a little later they do, so yeah. so there is this feeling of like well you're never going to watch them you're not going to watch a movie with the guy that's really successful at robbing banks and yeah. nothing bad happens to him because he's really that good it's not an, that's even less interesting a movie than the one you think you just watched <laughs> frankly right like it's not it's not something they that still don't want to get caught that people want to see i don't think right so you yeah. want the guy that has try you know he's gotten his money He's either spent it or blown it on whatever, yeah. or he's gotten arrested and they confiscate all the money because he's obviously been in prison at least twice. 
and they mm-hmm. take the money back, and then he gets out and he does it again. And they take the money back. So, so yeah, this character again, never not, learns. It's so like well, again, another reason I don't care about this guy because he just makes the same stupid mistakes over and over. But he's not very likable. But he's George Clooney. I'll give that. I'll yeah. give him that. I, I don't understand the likable part, but I mean, again, it's your opinion. I'm not going to try and convince you out of otherwise. It just well, it feels strange to me that uh, not strange. It just it's confusing why uh, or not. What's like, the like, it's it's how you and I can have such different opinions. It's not even what right or wrong. It's jarring to me on some level how because I I love this movie and like you know so the things that you're talking about is like movie faults or like complaints or issues that you had with characterizations or structure or plotting or any of those elements. I feel so strongly the other way when I'm watching it that I it it like it, it just doesn't click. So it may come across like I'm trying to sort of like uh, interrogate your opinion. Oh, it's I'm it's strictly because I just don't understand it because I watched the same movie this week and had such a completely yeah. 180 degree different feeling. I thought J Lo was the best I'd ever seen her. I thought Clooney was incredibly uh, uh, charismatic and charming. I thought that relationship between the two was heart uh heartwarming and bizarre but like kind of a, an, an interesting take on that type of cops yeah. and robbers uh, you know uh, uh relationship and i thought again from a uh, a, a cinema a cine, cinema cinegraphic perspective it's a tough word to say i always struggle uh, with it <laughs> i thought it looked beautiful i thought i liked the use of colors and, and landscape and you know, different different film stocks and so forth. The performances were excellent and and compelling. And again, cast of hundreds. I love the culmination of the of the characters and the ending. And you know, all of these little little pieces. And some of the scenes I thought were like sexy and interesting and funny and like all the pieces. I just I was like, this is a near perfect movie for me. I just think it's so wow. well put together in every respect. I thought the writing was sharp and like all of those pieces. Some good dialogue. And then I, mean, yeah. I come into the podcast and trash. <laughs> yeah, and again, it's not like right or wrong because similarly with uh, Tommy Boy, you either get it or you don't, right? Like that, I came in, like I hated that fucking movie. I thought it was terrible, and you obviously have some relationship to that movie that I just didn't understand either. So yeah, it doesn't mean that I'm right or or you're right. If, t- if George Clooney's character was fat, I think I would have liked it. <laughs> if he fell on his face, if he yeah. could do one more cartwheel, cartwheel in prison, if he could just do one cartwheel, yeah, it would you'll... be helpful. Um, but yeah, so like I, it just so that that part of it is why I'm I'm frankly just confused by because i feel so differently i just feel yeah. so differently the other way i think it's when i i'm pretty when i think of the formula that, that a lot of people follow in hollywood to make a film you have the your protagonist he's struggling with something he has to overcome objectives and then he and he and then he he gets through them and and wins sure that's the general formula and i think my issue with this is, sure, there is a struggle, mm-hmm. but because Clooney is so charismatic and confident, I never actually feel that he's struggling. Okay. So I think that's I think that's where it's coming from is that I never felt like bad for him because, you know, because you can because oh you know you're 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 trying to be a decent person, but you obviously have this thing about robbing banks that you yeah. can't seem to can't, shake. to quit and. Yeah things like that. So there is there is a struggle that does exist, but it doesn't seem to it's George Clooney playing it so cool. Yeah. that I feel like I can't feel for him and empathize with him at all. And I need to empathize or sympathize with the protagonist. I want to feel and I didn't. And I never got that from him. So that's I think a thing that I like in a movie that I didn't get from this movie and the combination was just not the buy-in with the with the the luxurious trunk 
scene with romantic movements. Yeah. <laughs> music going and everything. It was, you know, a little candlelight, which was a flashlight, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so that, and then I just never cared about his character. So, and that was a big struggle for me, unfortunately. That's interesting. And I mean, that's a, that's certainly something that, that makes some sense to me in terms of the, um, the coolness. This is a very cool movie. Yeah. And I guess to that point, Maybe maybe it's a, a coolness is not what I want in a movie because I get that in my real life because I'm sure you're so you're so cool. confident and cool in your <laughs> in your day to day. I wonder that I mean that is something that that can stick you know like that's something that I can I can understand because yeah. I because I don't want to just say oh I don't like it it's stupid I no wanna, no for sure I got I got to figure out and by talking through this I'm like well maybe so we're here for we can help get through this and figure out well what what is it about this movie because. Clearly, it's liked. Like the yeah, two, I sure. talked to people at work. You like it. Metacritic they like it. Does not lie. <laughs> <laughs> so it's something, and it could be just a matter of what. And again, Armageddon. I know you, you ha- you bring that up. That's your your go to. Well, you want to stick it it's back easy, to me? It's an easy target. Yeah, it's like, yeah, well, yeah. just look this movie. I'll bring up Armageddon. <laughs> and I get, but for some reason, it's a movie that just gets me every time. Yeah, I cry. I love it. Yeah, yeah, really and pulls the strings. It. Right. And, but and but there is a, a fair one or two people. Sure. That don't don't agree don't with feel that. The same way. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's interesting. Yeah, I think it, I mean obviously that's taste. It comes down to taste, and so we joke about the the plus two minus two, right? You're going to watch a horror movie. It's going to have a little. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to lose. You're going to have to earn it a little higher because yeah. it's not a favorite of yours. Action movies similarly, right? So these are all things and these metrics that we all subconsciously on some level uh, bring to every experience. Uh, certainly any artistic endeavor we. We'll watch a movie or TV or, or play or read a book, whatever it is, yeah. and we come in with our own preconceptions and and try and make the most of it or dismiss it otherwise and so forth. So, but you know, there are people and myself clearly included where the coolness of that character is its appeal. It is not a detriment. It is not something because I look at. Bruce I mean, Willis is really cool. We've talked, but <laughs> the the movies in which he's really cool, I either. Either don't connect with the story or the or the the, the the you know whatever the plotting is whatever the case this movie is not just I like watching Clooney look cool or I like watching Lopez look cool I, there are many other things I like about this movie I, I, and I think from again top to bottom I really think it's it's really quite an impressive work but part of its charm to me is that J Lo is so cool and that Clooney is so cool in this movie. And those characters are so not just attractive physically, but attractive as personalities, as personas. Clooney as that cool, smooth talking, above it kind of character is to me fun and compelling to watch because I think he is a fun, compelling actor in this movie. Now watching A Midnight Clear or whatever else, that charm and coolness and effervescence doesn't really exist yeah. because that's not that character. It's something else. And it's I like grizzled. That. He's Maybe then that's something he's broken down. And I like that movie. But, but certainly something like the Oceans movies, that's a movie that is all cool. Every character in that movie is completely cool. Yeah, and I like Oceans 11. That's the, my, that was my next question because that movie doesn't really have, to me, a lot of substance. I love that movie as well, but it doesn't have a lot of material substance. It just is... 12 of the coolest actors alive sure, yeah. 
being pretty I, fucking cool in the movie. Yeah, I think it comes down to this the high this the heist. Like I think there's something that um, we're all attracted to. I think it's hard to find someone who doesn't like a heist movie. Sure, absolutely. It's just there's certain elements of those 100%. types of movies that it just very and you put the best coolest people combine that with heist. Yeah, it can't fail. Though if you Here look you're at saying it, kind of does. And this, but this a movie isn't a heist movie at all, and that's another thing I'm disappointed in because I thought maybe this will be because they keep talking about this heist thing. Okay, that's going to be cool. And it was White Boy, and I, I can say that because that's what he goes by, pretending going up to the door in a car and knocking on the door as if he's the plumber. That's your that's your plan. That's your heist. <laughs> and then Midge is obviously there, and and they subdue her, and then they they go inside. That's not a heist. He knocked on the door. Said, "Hi, hey, I'm the plumber." <laughs> like they put no thought into this whatsoever. Like all this planning, there's no planning. Yeah. They go in a truck. Yeah. And he knock on the door and force themselves in. Yeah. That's not fun or clever or sneaking through a window or digging a hole out and doing this and having schematics and all this stuff. There yeah. was none of that. So this is not a heist movie. No, they keep, they keep I, talking never, about, I wouldn't have put it in a heist movie. You no, mentioned it. That's the only reason why. I, uh, you're right. I, I would never have put it in a heist well, movie. I thought I was hoping I maybe, it. maybe I, that'll, this big thing kind you keep planning, sure. that'll be something cool, but it's nothing. Yeah, okay. Really. Now, I did mind some things that happened. There was some cool stuff that happened inside, yes. Uh, we'll get to that, but that's. I, I guess maybe I was just kind of hoping for, sure. for that, that, to, that to If get you're going to culminate in something, maybe that. bring you back in, yeah. that might be. But even even the Ocean's Eleven didn't get amazing, like, reviews. like, well, this, this this should be a really good movie, yet it still sort of failed, I think, some oh, of them. I loved every second of it. Yeah, I liked them too. I saw it like but they didn't get like, the oh, you know, Oscar-winning 10 out of 10. I think they're like 6.5, 6.6. Sure. I don't you pay know? attention, as you know, to any of those numbers. Well, you should. To me, so. You should. Well, I have my own calculations, so I don't yeah. really care what other <laughs> the people fill scale. I don't care what... Uh, yeah, I don't like that scale. <laughs> always, uh, the tomato my movies don't do well in, uh, on the fill scale, typically, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I think that's, uh, I mean, that's part of my fault for expecting something to be in a movie that was never written to be in there. Yeah, if it was never promised, then it's a challenge to kind of try and fight yeah. your way uh, from a movie's perspective, fight, your, fight its way back into your, yeah, kind of, it's not about that. Okay. Well, cool. um, you know, it's like, I wanted to watch a, a horror movie and I got a comedy, you know, an example of that would be a movie called, uh, Child's Play. I watched Child's Play three, and I thought it was. And I don't, you know me, I don't like yeah, horror yeah, movies. Yeah, like yeah. this is kind of funny. Three is more Chucky's of a Bride. Sorry, Chucky okay, is. That's, that's, that's part I think five. Yeah, or six so I thought that was more comedy yes. than. But that, that, that's a series that went from like a fairly dark com, like a horror comedy, John to Ritter, a comedy it? horror by the time, yeah. and by the end, really mostly just even comedy. Um, I was thinking more of a movie like uh, Sunshine, which is a Danny Boyle movie from I think two thousand and two, that I saw in the theater and. The first half of that movie, I remember really, or maybe two-thirds, really being compelled by. I have very faint memories of it now. It's the only time I ever watched the movie. But uh, I saw it in the theater, and I was like, wow, I'm really digging this alien kind of vibe. Uh, stoic, dark, mm-hmm. moody, kind of scary, but like off-putting, whatever. And then the tone of it switches about a third of the way through, or sorry, two-thirds of the way through, and the last part of it is kind of like more of a, a, a horror movie like a, a, a an escaped something on the ship is chasing after becomes kind of a more of a slasher type of movie okay. which I love on its own as yeah you, know. you do yeah but I felt like in that movie I thought I was watching one movie and when it pivoted out I completely was taken out of the movie now I haven't seen it since so I'm, well. I'm thinking about you know kind of revisiting it and making it 
part of a viewing, you know, just to sort of get a, because I've heard some people talk about it, like, oh no, that's the underrated one. Like you really, if you know mm. that going in, you might, you, you, you will accept it a little bit better. Or you kind of anticipated more, whatever okay, the case, yeah. but I felt like you're, you're kind of losing the thread. Yeah. So if you're now watching this movie or frankly, any movie with that, I'm watching this movie, let's say in your mind. And then at some point it isn't that movie. It doesn't deliver on that movie, whether it's conscious or, or, or sure, otherwise. Yeah. Well, now it's like, fuck you movie, right? <laughs> like you're not, you're not the movie I want. You're not you're, doing what you want me to, what I want you to do. Exactly. So you're kind of whatever. And so anyway, I just mean to say like, I've been in that position where I watched the movie and just went like, this movie sucks. Yeah. Despite the fact that it, well, it's because it didn't do what I thought the movie was supposed to do. Yeah. It went in its own way, and I went, well, I wouldn't have done that. It's not, <laughs> I don't like that. I didn't enjoy it. So anyway, my point is just sort of like it's clear that we all kind of bring these things and biases and so forth into into these movie watching. So um, it's disappointing, as I said, that this one is such that yeah. uh, you couldn't quite get into it. But I mean, it's not uh, clearly it's not a bad movie. No, I just didn't really like it. That's fair. You know what I mean? It's like, well, it's like there's things, there's bad movies. No, certainly. You know what I mean? Like because uh, Tommy Boy. Or... <laughs> uh, shut up. <laughs> I was in a role too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think it's uh, it comes down to personal taste and what's important to you, yeah. either generally yeah. or at the time. For sure. So I think it's obviously a combination of things. So Absolutely. Now, what did you think of this, the music? I thought... Uh, you know, here's something that's kind of removed from it in general, right? That's yeah. its own stripping away whatever parts of the movie you didn't like or what have you. From a score slash uh, soundtrack perspective, did you enjoy or like anything that stick out? I think I, I think I've said this a few times before. It was the music didn't stand out, sure, but it's it and that I think is a good thing because I think it's moved with the movie yeah. and really. I like Gaslight, the movie, the sound, and what's going on there. It just blended well together. Yeah. So you almost don't really notice it. Sure. It's not those big giant scores that yeah, have bombast. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think there there's nothing that stood out like oh that doesn't, doesn't make sense. So I thought I thought those that part of it was 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 good. That was I'm not familiar. I'm not sure who was the composer on it, but. Well, I should have done the research. But I don't know either. <laughs> not here. We can just make up a name. Like a Jim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Scheider. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought I liked the movie. I liked the music a lot. I liked both the soundtrack choices that it was making. Yeah, I it suited kind of the funky film. a little bit here and there. Yeah. But I also liked this almost like a, a bit of a jazzy kind of vibe as well. Even the like the, I love the, jazz. The, the opening intro song has got a. I hate that opening intro. The intro song. It's redundant. <laughs> um, the uh, opening it's like intro. My first introduction. Like, well, you get one yeah. introduction, buddy. It's uh, it's going to be your first one. Um, but that kind of vibe and when certainly when they're in the trunk there's a simplicity to that music and i think actually it's like i don't want to call it romantic because the score itself doesn't really have any romance specific in it the the, the tonalities aren't necessarily that but i thought the use of this quiet kind of a slow jazzy kind of vibe amidst this scene where they're sort of getting to know one another i thought worked really well uh, yeah. as a result and i thought that cue and a couple of others were used throughout the movie very well so i really I really like the music in the in, in it. I, I did write down romantic trunk music. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so it's yeah. clearly it's a genre. <laughs> it's clearly a, a thing. Um, we talked a little bit around the bank heist yeah. and, and and the 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 introduction of the sort of Jack Foley character. Yeah. 
Uh, I thought that was spectacular. I, I, I like the... It's clever. Yeah, it's unique. And again, you can do it if you're Clooney. You, you've got the you cool... Do, yeah. introduce that character very clearly as like, and, I am above it. And just a little remark, the bank tell, of the bank teller, I thought was... She was so good. She was good. Yeah. It was, it was really well done. Apparently a local hire. Oh, yeah. I listened to the audio commentary. Track. Oh, well, good. Uh, so someone that was just in Miami that they yeah. uh, they picked up for the day, nice. and I thought she did excellent. Loretta, Great. I believe. Loretta was Sure. Uh, I thought she was great, but I thought that whole thing and like the bank teller, I'm going to shoot your Mr. Blah, blah, blah. I thought that whole presentation I thought was really good. Ending with the freeze frame of the tie uh, into the title sequence. I thought all of this, I was like, again, I'm, I, I remember watching it when I was younger as well in 98. Mm -hmm. Like eight when you're eight. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Uh, 18. And I just was like completely enamored of it immediately. I was like, I'm digging the vibe of this movie. Very, yeah. very I can cool. see why people have fond memories if they've watched this movie when they were that around that age. Sure. I can see that being cool. Like you want to be him, right? A little bit of that. I think yeah. there's, you know, maybe not, not him specific, but there's a admiration yeah. of that kind of cool. Yeah, confident. I can see that. And I think the fact just watching it now is like, yeah, well, sure. I don't want to be that guy. I want job security and you know, <laughs> settle down. Well, you can be that cool and still have a job, I and think. still rob a bank. You're right. Yeah. Wait, no. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. I mean, obviously, it's a different different vibe. But I don't know that I want to be Clooney when I watch it, but I can certainly respect that the characterization that I'm watching or whatever else. So I really yeah. like that. Then we're kind of going into the prison. We're kind of introducing Glades, the, the jumpsuits and so forth. We get the idea that Luis Guzman, who's an actor we haven't really talked much about, but who, he's in traffic, actually. He's in so, traffic. Yeah. He's, he's worked with he's I liked in, him in that. Boogie Nights. And, uh, yeah. I, I, I one like of my him. my favorites. Yeah. He's so good. He's yeah, just, he can be funny. He's great in everything. He yeah. just pops in. He, he's always yeah. funny or interesting. He just, he's got a great movie yeah. presence. So I really yeah, dig absolutely. him. Absolutely. I was happy to see him. I forgot that he was in this movie. So when, yeah. I, when he pops in, I'm like, <laughs> hey, this guy. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a, a stuff. And then <laughs> Catherine Keener, who plays uh, Adele. Where at, where have I seen her before? Uh, she's I in a movie it was, it was called probably Seinfeld, but I don't know. Maybe I, obviously I'm not the guy to ask. But uh, being John Malkovich is a, a big movie that she was in, and a movie that okay. I loved uh, that she was in that is called uh, Your Friends and Neighbors, which may come off the shelf, but it's pretty dark. So I'm not sure that uh, I, I can handle it. Uh, <laughs> we're emotionally. You, you think. If you're telling me you need to like a character to like a movie, I don't know if, if your friend's neighbor is going to be the one that uh, tips the scales. <laughs> because uh, not a lot of likable characters in that movie. But. He was in uh, Capote, which I... Yeah, yeah. yeah she plays uh, Harper Lee in Capote. Yeah. The author of uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. So, but she's in a bunch of movies. Uh, flirting with this... No, not sorry. Uh, Living in Oblivion, she was in. Uh, she's really a great actor. Seinfeld. She was in she Seinfeld. Was in Seinfeld. Yeah, I knew it. There I knew I recognized her. There it is. I got my weekly... Uh... Anyways. Uh, beautiful. Yeah. So anyway, I just think she's great. She's a small scene, but she's obviously at this yeah. point, she's just a small actor that I kind of recognized. And then the next year, she does Being John Malkovich, where she's pretty much one of the lead characters in. And she's okay. so wonderful. I think she's nominated for an Oscar for that. And uh, just great, great performance in general. So just a, a nice surprise again to see her. Like, oh, it's small, but you yeah. kind of deliver with what that is. I did like, uh, I forget the actor's name. I'm going to look it up. Is Cheadle's brother in the movie. Kenneth? Was it Cousin, sorry? Cousin, I believe. Cousin, yeah. Kenneth? Uh, yeah. We've yeah, seen he's him excellent. Before. So, yeah, I, I liked his character. And there's a couple of scenes I, I liked him in as well. So 
I did appreciate that. The scene with basically where J Lo's character comes. Yeah. Looking. I thought that scene is fucking chilling, man. <laughs> Getting tough with like with the dog. Yeah. There was some good dialogue in there that made me laugh. Like this is funny. Yeah, I, I found that funny, but like, also well, like, like, really like really well written, very witty. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I was like this. That yeah. dude is a, is scary. Like, yeah. Like hundred percent. Yeah. It's messed up how. Yeah. So he played that very well. He's been in a few things as a sort of a, a supporting actor. Uh, and I thought that scene, <laughs> just the, talking about wrestling with the dog. Yeah, yeah. It was just genius. Like yeah. really well written and uh, a great finish to the scene. Obviously, J-Lo's character is a tough, you know, she's tough, right? So sure. I thought that was... Uh, well, he's trying uh, to dominate her as yeah. well. Like, and he gets in his... I thought that, that, that was chilling when he yeah. starts... Talking about like I'm gonna give every good bitch, and his like his face yeah. just gets like real like sinister almost, and like anyway, I just thought that scene was he was, was so serious when he was talking about the dog. He was like so serious, but yeah. what he's like, does he not realize how funny this yeah, yeah, yeah. is? Absolutely, like, absolutely. Yeah, that that was again a good scene, and uh, that I appreciated and I liked and wrote down, and uh, along with uh, Raymond trying to find the guy that parked the car. I don't know why I thought that was so good. He was so confident and so casual because she's talking to him. Yeah. And he's talking back. Yes. Yet he's able to multitask. Multitask so smoothly and confidently. I just, that just. That's a smooth and confident yeah. guy that you can get into. Uh, yeah. Just taking the I job really seriously. appreciated that. <laughs> and he was just, yeah. So I was something little. And again, 45 seconds. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, yeah, man. You can watch that I dig movie. Dig this guy. Yeah. More than a Clooney movie. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that he connected. Yeah. I'm just teasing you, but like that he yeah. connected that one little moment connected you in ways that yeah. another Clooney's just too big. An hour and yeah. fifty minutes didn't connect. You know, this one little thing sticks out. I was like, I could watch this guy, but I can't watch that guy. I think Clooney As an actor like, generally, is he not a guy is for you? Uh, Clooney, he's he's We've like, got a lot on my shelf, so I mean, yeah, I'm not used to him, but I I tell myself I like Clooney. I think it's like a rich dessert and it's just too sweet with his charm and his charisma that I think it kind of takes away the character that he's trying to do. He's always always a Clooney. Yeah, but I did find the Midnight, Midnight movie, I think, is less of that. And yeah. I think he's older in that movie too. Yeah, like yeah. He's matured. Yeah. So I think in 98 to that movie, which I think was 2019 or 2020. Sure. In around there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was a COVID era it's, one. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's an older, wiser Clooney so I and I think maybe he's probably trying to do some different roles and such so I think that's why why maybe I gravitated to uh, a later Clooney than an earlier Clooney because okay. yeah what's not to like right sure like and he's, he's he is a good actor and he's he's suave and, and charismatic but sometimes I don't want that much sure uh, it's just too sweet in uh, every scene he's, he's kind of above everything yeah yeah, yeah. so i think that's where and ray, ray is. is just like 45 minutes of just pure power 45 seconds 45 seconds sorry <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't again i would i want 45 minutes of ray i don't know parking cars who knows i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> exactly i don't know so but i think it, i think it's what it comes down to it's the, the right the dosage it's funny that you say that the only because i have the same note which is to say i really like that sequence mm -hmm. with ray now not it's not the only thing in like the movie obviously but but yeah. the fact that you noticed it or that I have, you know, we, I'm we hanging each, my hat on it. We each have, have a reference to it means that it obviously did do something, yeah. right? That, 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 for whatever that you is. It. The, you just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought so too. I thought it was really, really uh, quite good. Now, you mentioned earlier that you kind of like the, the use of time. Did you find it just 
disjointed at all? Like, were you able to follow the? Because I know sometimes you get a little confused. Yeah, I do. That's uh, uh, yeah. and sort of why in other movies that we've watched with the timelines, like, what am I watching now? Particularly, you know, yeah. even source Can't code. Wait till I'm like, where, where am I? At? Can't where? wait till I'm eighty or ninety. <laughs> really confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, real, real, real treat. Uh, no, it was fine. Like, yeah, I thought you it knew was where you, you were don't, at all times. You didn't. I think it did say at the beginning two years earlier or something yes. once. Yes. And then it didn't do after that. I think that's perfect. Yeah. Let me know that you're gonna. This is gonna be a thing. Yeah. Tell me once, yeah. and then I'll figure out the rest. When you go back, you're like, oh, I've yeah. seen them in this. Like, they know I mean, you, you're wearing the yellow jumpsuit. Sure. Like it's not rocket science. Then so. another prison, he's wearing the, the orange jumpsuits. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, these are different. You know, different jumpsuits. Soderbergh is great with color. Like, look at yeah. traffic. Oh, like yeah. he does it's a great thing. thing. Yeah, Just yeah, yeah. quickly to touch on that because 100%. it's so. This movie touched a little bit with Detroit, right? You're gonna go to Detroit. Well, you're gonna use the Kodak filter. You're gonna have the cool. Everything's gonna be yeah. cold or whatever. You're gonna be in Florida. Everything's gonna be bright poppy yeah. blues or sorry reds and yellows right very very light colors yeah. and credit you know. uh credit where credit's due for so sure that sort of thing and that, so. that's cinematography and that's costuming and it's all but if a roland emmerich things. you know he's got that those wow. extra things but really at the end of the day the movie's not very good yikes, <laughs> yikes. for different reasons I can't even believe it yeah i just put that name in it but uh <laughs> no no issue with that whatsoever i thought and it was a nice touch and and, and what did you think of the the way they end scenes with just freezing the, 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 the frame? You know, we talked about this in one of our early movies in the archives in the first season. We talked about it was before The Devil Knows You're Dead mm-hmm. and the use yeah. of these. And, uh, a Good Thief, I think, sort of did. Good Thief a had a couple bit. here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say maybe even Goodfellas. I can't remember. But there's been a few movies we've talked about that have implemented this particular uh, stylistic style? choice. Yeah. Uh, I think in this one, it. it does it serve a purpose, or is I, it? I think, I think it does most of the time, but it's clearly a stylistic choice. It doesn't take me out of it, but it doesn't necessarily draw Did me in. Add in, but when I watch the, the the opening sequence where he kind of comes out of the, the the bank, ripping his or not the bank, sorry, but the office. We don't know where he's coming from at the at the time. He just sort of storms through the door, rips his tie off, and then it's a freeze frame as he's slow, throwing it down. Something like out of sight as a as a title, and then it, it freezing in that moment. I feel like this is a a synchronicity between those two things, and I I thought it was used judiciously throughout the movie, not overdone. I thought at appropriate times here and there, in particular uh, where the last one is um, in a scene that I just I love so much. So I do think that it was additive, but. I, I think it would have been fine without it. I think it's a stylistic mm. choice that oh, yeah. maybe is a flourish, but it doesn't take me out of it. Yeah, because they do like you know, four scenes. or five times, I think. Yeah, like it's that. not yeah. overdone, but I thought it, yeah. when it's used, I felt it was implemented appropriately, if that makes sense. It was a, it was a good point. Okay, good to know. Um, that's where I was at with it anyway. I, 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 I thought it was good, generally speaking. Now, you've already talked about how you have no, obviously, understanding or, or respect for the relationship at all, but... For me, you've been there. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> Lots of times. Uh, so many trunk escapades. <laughs> but one of the things we'll maybe just talk a little bit about the through line of that relationship in a couple of scenes, and just to summarize it, so we don't have to necessarily go throughout the whole context of the movie Thank necessarily. God. But the from the trunk scene, as you said, I, I was immediately connected to it. I like you're that. in it. Talk about movies. I was like, I get that. You're the third man in the but trunk. But more you're importantly, there. there's this sort of through line that comes, which is. And, and they allude to it later. Now, there's the sequence in... There clearly, there's some... What I thought was interesting after that relationship in the trunk, right? They break out. She runs away. Like, everything is... They split up for all yeah. intents and purposes. Yeah. The next time we we have the we have the bathroom sequence, the dream sequence that you're talking about, yeah. 
what I thought was interesting and a bit of a subversion is to me that's a male fantasy. The fact that that comes out it's the old switcheroo, yeah, and it's her, it's her current fantasy, her fantasy as. as Dennis Look, Farina, another amazing actor. I do like Farina. He's fantastic. Striking distance gets closer and closer. <laughs> He's so good. Uh, but I like that that, is, that that fantasy in particular could very well be like that male gazy kind of thing, but it was her that sort of was dreaming it. I thought that was a kind of clever take, but also proof that that connection still lingers. Like, well, even if he's a robber and even if she could have done, if everything that she could have done, she did, and he still got away, which can happen. Yeah, I like that. There's me. still the, yeah, but that was kind of a weird. Like that's a weird experience. I'm gonna remember that thing of being trapped in the in the car with some guy talking about movies. Like that was an like that's something that I might look back on in five years and go, that was a what a weird night that yeah, was. You know, yeah. like and not necessarily be in love with the guy or whatever, but just have that thing replaying in your mind. So I thought that they conveyed that. I thought very well within the context of even just a couple of those types of scenes. And then similarly later when they're at the hotel or at Buddy's house and they, mm-hmm. I just love this sequence. I love the, the, the oh. simplicity of it. I like the, the quiet nature of it and the confusion of it. They both play that scene completely in the, in the elevator. In the elevator. Yeah, okay. I thought yeah. it's such a, a subtle piece of, to me, artistry from, from a, the shot I thought was great, but just the performances, the the surprise, and yet you can't look away, but you don't know what to do. Yeah. do. Like you're, it's an awkward situation. She reaches for the walkie like I should be should, yeah. calling. But I'm, but I'm not very professional, yeah. But I'm not, and I shouldn't <laughs> be waving job. at the marshal. But like he, it feels like it was completely like unnatural, the wave. Like it was, sorry, it was completely natural. It wasn't even thought of. He just instinctively raised his hand in a weird i don't know that that performance yeah, is, I agree. as subtle as it is i thought that's beautiful that scene stands that's out a beautiful exchange of nothing right like it's for 10 seconds and that's a scene that yeah that is yeah so i would agree i thought i, I, I just it. thought handled really well and again it kind of propels that in that relationship even though there isn't one there's still that thought between the two that are shared in that moment she doesn't want to <laughs> call it in but Anyway, I, She's so I really, conflicted. Yeah, I get and that. so his buddy, buddy's like, "Get, we're gotta get out of here." And he's like, "Yeah, but what if?" He keeps saying, "What if you know, under different circumstances?" He says it in the trunk. He says it to buddy later. Like, I just want to know, like, what, what if I wasn't a bank? You know, and what if she wasn't a cop? Like, you, you, well, you, yeah. you bump into these yeah. people, and what happens? And they kind of allude to that later. In what I think is, again, a just a gorgeous, beautifully shot, well scored, beautiful scene at the at the bar. Uh, obviously, again, if you're not into the relationship, that scene doesn't do much for no, you. No, I didn't like that. Anyway. But I thought his and her performance in that, and they're doing like the quick cuts to the yeah. time cuts. Yeah, I love that. Uh, which I didn't have a problem with. Sure, but everything was pretty obvious. Like uh, there was no surprises. They no, were, I don't like, think it was meant to be a surprise. I think the, yeah. the whole point is building to the scene because you, yeah. most people, the seven point fivers, uh, <laughs> the eighty fivers on the Metacritic, will like that's the point, right? Like you want these two. It's similar. To, I don't know if you've ever seen a movie Heat with uh, Pacino and De Niro. I own it actually. There you go. But I haven't watched it. Uh, I have the four K as well. So. Well, that might be the Heat, or, or it might be, or it's fifteen minutes. I forget which one. Well, is the one I got from the video store, but there's no disc in it. Uh, might, I don't know. Might yeah. have been fifteen Anyways. minutes. Yeah, that's a terrible movie. But <laughs> Heat is a good one. But the whole the the Lynch of that movie is. Pacino and De Niro share a scene together at a diner. And that movie's like almost three hours long. Does it end up the same? 
basically they're in a trunk for half the movie <laughs> um but the principle is just sort of like if you like it's about these two people it's a cop and it's a it's a thief and they're kind of trying to intersect at some point yeah see there's no romance in that i think i would like that more yeah Especially maybe those two guys maybe that that that's the thing right so again yeah. just a similar type of presence uh where you know it's a good guy and a bad guy meeting like in, or in a not. good thief that in the car scene they're talking in a good thief with nick nolte yeah for sure so again scene. like these are elements where in other movies that you've you've enjoyed or at least can see the potential of so it's maybe the romantic part that is i think it really that, is that, i didn't yeah it turns it off yeah um I, ironically yeah yeah it turned me off <laughs> but i think that so again in watching that scene in the bar i just it's just a scene i, I just love i think it's shot perfectly i think that, again i like the intercutting i like that they tr- pretend to be Something else. else, yeah. And I, and I like that they kind of cut that out very quickly. Like I think he says, she says, "Don't not not yet." Like that's not. And he says, "Well, Chelsea or Celeste, sorry, doesn't have. They don't have anything to say. Like it's us mm-hmm. that have. You know, let's not pretend that we're somebody else. Like let's actually yeah. have this conversation." So I just thought that that scene was handled beautifully, and I liked the sex scene. Again, I think it's a very sexy sequence uh for the eight minutes or whatever that 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 scene goes on between the bar intercutting at the the hotel room the drink the The underwear underwear. i have the same pair just want to throw that out there uh great score like a mirror looking at myself basically it's why you're you're it's uh you're the george clooney of the podcast for sure (laughs) you're the jailer i'm the jailer um (laughs) more like jello uh (laughs) um but yeah, so I just think that's a, it's a beautiful scene. But I, I like that after the deed is done, as it were, mm-hmm. she comes in hot, and she's because she's conflicted. She doesn't want to be the cop that's in you know infatuated with it's this clearly what she wants robber from day one. And so she gets so <laughs> angry at him, right? He's like, "Why are you mad? Like, you know, do you think I just fucked a federal marshal? Do you think that's what I'm? You know, do you think that 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 me it matters to me? It and, should." And he's like, and she's like, anyway, I just like that that dynamic. Check, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I like that scene a lot. Obviously, you don't, so we don't necessarily spend any time about it. <laughs> but I, I definitely wanted to mention it because it's a scene that I just think are, is is yeah. perfectly I think it wasn't uh, terrible, but I think because if I don't connect to the trunk scene, I'm not buying the relationship yeah, for, for sure. one. It's not going to uh, do much for me now. What did you think of uh, Steve Zahn at the, at the uh, murder when uh, Snoopy is trying to yeah. kind of loop him in and to prove that he's got balls how do you think that was seen and shot and performed in general zon snoopy the murder the the way that shot how did you did you have any feelings around that i really actually thought zon did a really good job it's only a few quick moments of displaying his remorse in his eyes yeah like the, you had a pretty close camera close-up of him and you can really tell i really felt i didn't want to do that Felt like I I was kind of in a corner and I couldn't not do it. Yeah. But man, I really wish I didn't do that. I'm went way is, over my head, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that's. And if you can see for the rest of the movie, he's uncomfortable and doesn't yeah. want to be there. And obviously, he he wants he wants out. Yeah. And ultimately goes. So, I think that's when that Tarant person that was talking in Tarantino was like, "Oh, this is a lighter version. They, the, the murder's quick. It's done. They don't make a big scene about it. It's quick. You know what I mean?" I guess I think they do make a big scene. They just—it's like you don't see a lot of it, but it's yeah. very artistic, right? There's the yeah. the montages, the dissolves that are happening. The again, yeah. the camera pan over his eyes, him—you know, slow mo. There's a lot of camera yeah. happening in that maybe minute or two minute yeah. sequence. So I mean, maybe that I don't know if I don't know why people just say Tarantino is filmmaking because this is just 
filmmaking. Yeah, it's just, not yeah. unique to Tarantino. He's not the only guy that's ever put a camera in a slow-mo scene with some blood. Okay, like yeah, I just it's been done. This guy gets the credit. You know, Peck and Paw in, in in Magnificent Seven is doing slow-mo. Glo- it's gl- Magnificent Eight. I think what was that. Magnificent Eight, isn't it? <laughs> no, so, it's no, Magnificent Seven. Oh, oh, I'm thinking the Crazy Eight or something. Yeah, the Hateful, hateful Eight. eight. Yeah, yeah, that's sorry. Tarantino, yeah, but Peckinpah does okay. the Magnificent Seven. So did uh, Antoine Fuqua much, much later in oh. a remake. Anyway, the point is, bloodshed in slow mo and this kind of stuff is not unique to Tarantino. Yeah. So every time someone puts crime on film, yeah, I, someone's I, like, "Oh, it's a little Tarantino esque," and like you know, Scorsese's been doing it for forty, yeah, for fifty I think years Tarantino at this point. Just, Shut the fuck up. Tarantino just really does it. To point where I don't like it. Sure, so, I'm th- not saying this I actually liked. This, this that's fair. It was it was just the right amount, and and I really you really felt the impact of of his actions. And Snoop uh, is a badass, and like oh, he's a monster. He's a monster. Yeah, him the ship right away in the in Florida. Yeah. you get the sense that this guy is. Yeah, not I was a little. Around. I like Cheeto ever since he was in Golden Girls. Yeah, of course. But I'm thinking, I don't know. Again, I I struggled. Like, can he, is he going to do this character? And it took me uh, a few minutes to, to get a, kind of get comfortable with this character of his, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, I was I was with it, and like, okay, no, this guy's a badass. he's, yeah. he's bad news. He's bad news. Uh, yeah. Johnny Spencer should have warned us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <yeah. laughs> um, I uh, I loved him in a movie called uh, 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 Devil in a Blue Dress, uh, which is a movie that we'll yeah. take off the shelf because yeah. it, it, with Denzel, it's a it's a really incredible movie that uh, he, he's phenomenal in. So. He's also in Traffic as well. Also in Traffic, yeah. So, which yeah, I, I liked him in that. quite a bit. Hotel Rwanda. So yeah, he's done a lot of great yeah. work. Yeah, he's uh, uh, always sure. always a guy. And there's a a, a funny. He's an again, I watched 11. the commentary track to this movie, and one of the funny things in that is uh, Steven Soderbergh says uh, of Don Cheadle he says, "If you can get Don Cheadle in your movie, get Don Cheadle in your movie. Like he's just going to be able to do anything you want." Yeah. So if you can get yeah. him, get him. Yeah. Because he's going to do quality work for you. Either. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree. He's, he's got an intensity to him and, yeah. and a pretty uh, pretty wide range as well. So Yeah, for no, sure. I like him. I like him. I have a uh, a little bit of the stuff with uh, when, they, when the movie cuts back to, basically kind of gets back to the beginning of the scene where now he's gone to see Ripley in Miami for a job. And this is what sort yeah, of pushes for security over the guard, edge, for the yeah. security guard uniform thing. I yeah. did you like that scene? His really like his reaction bit, I, yeah, to yeah, it and, 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 and that stuff with with Rick yeah. Ray I mean, Clooney of... can act, right? So I mean, I think that and you know it made sense because this is what I don't like about this movie works in this instance because it's it's George Clooney. He's not he's not going to do a security job. He's he's above that <laughs> shit. It's George <laughs> F. <and> Clooney. So <laughs> oddly enough, it worked for that, and I really bought into why like angry and like like come on man you got nothing better for me than this like fuck i'm not doing this yeah like no way you're gonna do nine to five job like no way yes but not because he, he's a bank robber because he's george clooney so <laughs> but yep. it, again it worked right because yes, it's the same sure. kind of yeah so, absolutely no i appreciate that scene and, and it, it again plot wise this movie it, it, and and where it's taking us it makes sense and like it's yeah. like oh that doesn't make sense this doesn't make sense yeah, yeah. outside of the relationship sure the context of it all yeah, kind of works in general. Absolutely, I really had no issues or qualms, and I thought the dialogue was strong sure. and, and everything else was, was good. It was yeah, just yeah. the core. Unfortunately, that was kind of at its core. Yeah, yeah that's, the relationship. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. So if that's gonna be a struggle, again, I think it's the reason why I didn't hate it because sure. everything else outside of that was was well done. So yeah. there's no hate here. It's just like, but it's hard to like if you don't like that. So. I wondered about they kind of referenced it in the, in the in that bar scene and so forth where Clooney talks about 
the what if of it all, right? Or he's even talking to, to Buddy around it. You know, why is it, you know, why are you infatuated? He says, you know, you bump into people and you, you think you, it's the same reason why there's those letters in the back of newspapers or whatever. You know, I was on the bus and, you know, I saw you in a, in a yellow sweater and, you know, I was wearing a brown hat. Oh, yeah. Okay. You, right. And there's a way to look at that as pretty cynically and like, well, this loser or whatever the case, you it can know, go, it can go the other way. <laughs> but, but certainly creep. But I think there's also been times I've never written one of those articles, but I've definitely been particularly at a video store or like these public facing at the airline. Right. All of yeah. these things where you'll have this customer come in for sure. Yeah. I've been and there, there's yeah. a moment of. Yeah. It was transactional. It was strictly to, you know, get a phone or get a movie. Yeah. And it was over in, something. in three minutes or, or whatever you think the there's case. Something. Yeah. And they walk away and there's a little thought, at least for me, there has been. This is a, Not for a, her, but for maybe. you. Maybe. <laughs> but that triggered, I mean, I as a person that, frankly, dated a, a couple of customers that had come into the store. Yeah, right? me too. Because yeah. it actually was a thing. But there are times when. It didn't work out, but yeah. <laughs> clearly. But there are things that have come up, and you and I. So th- those are maybe things where the context that you're having trouble maybe connecting to, uh, in terms of how these two people could even have this type of thing or whatever in such a short time or such a different circumstance, cops and Robert, whatever, all the pieces that kind of keep you a little bit at bay. I found connecting to that type of logic or that type of piece because, in his mind, and, and in some cases in hers, it's like, well, if the circumstances were different. You know, mm-hmm. in, in those three-minute exchanges at the video store or three-minute exchanges at the airport, it is in large part, maybe not large, but in, in a, a decent-sized part due to some level of attractiveness because you've only had a three-minute interaction. Yeah. Right, or five, whatever the yeah, number, no, right? Yeah, no, I understand so the logic So there is a little there. bit of like, you're cute, maybe you think I'm cute, and we just had a laugh over a cell phone plan or, you know, or, or a movie that you watched last week that you hated or whatever the case, you know, and it's like this cute little meet, you know, meet cute moment. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. They never come back. And you're somehow like, I was, did they return that movie? You know, like it was yeah. due on Friday. It's, you know, it's, it's Friday. I'm here. Well, that's, that's the funny thing. Cause I, that's happened to me. And, and sometimes there's been a little sure. bit of a relationship with the customer yeah, 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 or someone like I've worked in malls. Yeah. So it could be someone thing. who works yep. at another store. Yep. So it's not the logic. Yeah, it just Again, is. It's the... happened to me, and I and I, it's also a lot of times where it's just one sided. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I didn't follow them around and really obsess about. It. I was like, oh, I wondered. I was like, what if? What if different you know? circumstances? What if I was off work to like at the time or whatever? Sure. Yeah. Or, or I'm attracted to this person. Of... Um, they just weren't attracted to me ninety percent yeah. of the time. I mean, my ex, I met on a bus. Yes, I remember that story. Right. Yeah, I, mean, that's I just, thought you made it up, but I think it's true. No, I think it's totally we, legit. I, that I fact checked actually. Yeah. I got the bus driver. <laughs> I got the route and everything. Yeah, I, I yeah. but that images. kind of thing can happen, yeah. right? You just think yeah. you smiled at me, I smiled at you, and it's four days later, yeah. and I recognize you, and you recognize me, and now we're gonna hang out based yeah. almost entirely on we just shared a moment. Well, the, so, here's here's a quick example: end of the affair. Sure. Another exact, yeah, Gary. And I was fine. I, yeah. I think it's this because always oh, it's George it's Clooney is yeah. Jennifer Lopez. So okay. I think it's, the, I think that's what it is. It's, it's too rich. Sure. Too rich, and uh, maybe I just the chemistry when you when you put too rich with too rich, it just doesn't work for me. Yeah, that's fair. Obviously, it works for some people because 
if you didn't think the, the the chemistry was right, you would feel it. You would think it. And I, if I, so it's it's clearly you thought there was chemistry there. Yeah, I totally felt it throughout the whole movie. I just yeah, thought, so yeah. there probably was. And I'm well, just, or at least the way I, in my reading yeah. of it, my interpretation yeah. of it. But or there's this hump that for some reason uh, yeah. I can't get over. That's fair. Maybe I never will. I don't know. <laughs> see, okay, but, I'll watch it again and see. That's right. So now basically, I'll start be- just past the trunk scene. Maybe. <laughs> that's right. Just started. For 15 minutes and you'll be fine. <laughs> uh, so to me, it's the last real pieces I have are the heist itself. And to your point, it is the least interesting part to me it's of the movie. It's not a heist. <laughs> it's a poor excuse for a heist. Uh, it it yeah. doesn't... It, it culminates the movie perfectly well. Like I don't have any issues with it. I didn't find like it's a, a problem. But to yeah. me, uh, it isn't the... What what matters to me is the scene at the end of the heist, let's say, with, with George again and... Uh, with, you, know, Karen. you can say George this week. By yeah, the way. No, That's I, okay. I can finally finally get my George. Gregory, <laughs> oh Gregory. Uh, but I could get I you know Karen and and Jack kind of together in the same scene. That is where that stuff really pays off. And it was nice to see and Nancy Allen, whom I love from uh, Dress to Kill, De Palma movies, uh, okay. uh, Blowout, and um, uh, Robocop. The so, maid. Uh, she's in uh, Carrie as well. Okay. Yeah, she's the maid. Midge. The maid. Uh, she's the maid. She didn't look like a maid. Well, she's you know. Damn. She's doing well for herself. Um, but anyway, so I, I kind of like the I like the scene. Like I said, there's nothing that stands out as being really really great about it or bad. I, I like that they're yeah. so kind of cocky about it. Uh, Maurice has got such a attitude about himself. Like we're gonna get in this fucking safe. We're gonna you know like he's sort of talking like he's the man. You know as it were the wig safe. Yeah. One thing now I want to say it now before I forget because it's something with gaslight and you have a thing with the jewels being out in the open. Oh yeah, same thing. The jewels are just in the just aqu- started there in, in the, the aquarium. The aquarium the, yep. Yeah, so fish I tank. That, was, that was it. Yeah, fish tank. There it yeah. is. Uh, but yeah, so I don't really have anything about that other than I like that white boy just trips and falls. I don't. Fat guy falls equals laughs to me. That's what laughs. Yeah, that's that was what, funny. That's what a couple weeks uh, learned. That's funny. <laughs> what I didn't like is it. The, the setup for that was so freaking obvious. Yeah. Like he he trips, trips. earlier. Yeah. Like okay. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, he's gonna trip and he's gonna he's gonna. Did you kill think he was going to kill himself? Or I had seen else? that before, so ah, that, okay. I remember that scene before. I, I was surprised the first time I saw that he killed himself. And yeah. it was so, graphic, I, so I didn't like that. I thought that was I, like how they set it up, foreshadow that. Yeah. Like, no, that's weak, weak sure. sauce. Okay, that's fair. Again, I don't have any real connection to it. It was just I like. I was surprised at how graphic it was. I just liked yeah. the, the gore of it. I, I was. I did I was like pleased with. I did like the shootout, and they both <laughs> ran out of the bullets. Yeah. And I think it is character building as as little as i felt there was in this movie yeah as clooney's character fully was going to kill him like he was going to shoot him now this yeah. is after obviously he shot his cousin that's right um but i think he's shooting him yeah that's different reasons he's doing to save midge, midge. which yeah. i think anyone of us in that situation could 100%. just i don't think like i would never i've never experienced it and i hope i never do but you know taking a man's life having sex with a maid you mean no <laughs> that too i've never done that either i wasn't one of my customers so <laughs> never had a made customer uh, george did Costanza, but anyways didn't work cashmere but uh so i i, I appreciate that little <laughs> cashmere i appreciate that uh that scene that little fight i yeah. guess they had and then ultimately yeah i liked uh, how kind of raw death it was. was great like yeah how, how it felt like really yeah. Like these two idiots, you know, like because yeah. Maurice is doing boxing, like a couple of jabs or whatever. Yeah. But Foley is not that guy. He's fire. He throws the gun at him, right? Like there's this sort of feeling, like yeah, it's just a bank uh, robber. I don't know exactly. So I'm not gonna fight like a choreographed, like whatever. I'm gonna stumble and fall and trip and whatever. Yeah. And I liked how Maurice died. So um, 
Yeah, I, that, yeah, I don't know what it was. It was just a really good oh, fall. It's got a great, yeah, really yeah. great. Now, just a, what do you think about the like Lopez's character and, and Foley? Love it. Like, just you got to shoot me, kill me, yeah. or let me go. There's none of me going back to jail. He says it. He says it. At the, you know, that's something again foreshadowed throughout the whole movie, right? For as soon as they escape, he talks about how he's got thirty years in the trunk. His first couple of scenes, he's talking about I've been in there three times. I go back. It's thirty years. No time off. Like I'm in for the long haul, and I don't want to do that. Yeah, sounds like he's making some bad decisions. And uh, he continues throughout the movie talking to Buddy, so forth. Like I'm, I'm not going back. And he says, Well, if they got a gun on you, you make different choices. He says, If they've got a gun on you, still have just choices to make. So the implication is this guy wants out. And I thought that was totally believable and a very mm. traditional gangster movie thing, right? You, you don't want to go back to jail. These are, this is the story. Oh, sure. That well, then the you shouldn't be robbing banks. Uh, well, he wasn't robbing banks. Or do it once and get it right. Uh, so in this case, it was Walk the jewels. One last, one last one jewel. Last, but he yeah. even says himself in the car, Yeah. How many of these ever work? No, oh, yeah. We've seen enough movies to know they it doesn't do work. It's not the point of these movies. And they do this throughout the movie where even the trunk scene, they try to explain and try to get you on board. If you weren't on board, you were already on board. Sure. With it. And many pe- people may have been. Sure. Idiots. That's good. But then they do try to explain, explain why she's bit. super comfortable. Yeah. I think for me, if she was a little bit less comfortable, like she's just so relaxed. Yeah. This guy who just—I think that's—it was the relaxation of it. Yeah, just a little more tense. Sure, but you can still have that dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, they try to explain it, it. But obviously, yeah, but. that's one thing I like about the movie is that they sort of take what I, what might be considered, for lack of a better term, flaws or plot holes or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, they, they. But they at least sort of justify whether it's referencing other movies to say like it's in a context or. You know, having the characters comment yeah. on it allows for that kind of fluidity as well. But I really like the scene. Again, I like the music that plays underneath it. I like how he says things like, you know, no more timeouts. They, you know, they had their moment. They had their one night of which they both kind of had dreamt about on some level. So there is this feeling of like, I we had that. There's no more timeouts. We don't get to go back to that. This mm-hmm. is it. I am this. You are that. Let's call it what it is. And Farina seemed to think that he he knew, and she obviously was very close to Farina's care, her dad. Oh yeah, they talked yeah. about everything. Sure, I got the impression she seemed to know, like, yeah, you had your. Um, I don't know. It was well, just a weird he says sort because of relationship. He, she's got a history of. She he references. This reminds me of the time that you're dating this other guy that ended up going away for on criminal charges or whatever. And she's and very she's, friendly with Raymond too, and she's with the with Keaton. the FBI, right? So she's a person that again, it's in her character to be drawn to. Any the bad guys, as it were, or like the the uh, yeah, uh, or other cops or other co-workers. yeah, sure, but but often criminals. He he mentions specifically two other relationships that were criminal based. So again, yeah. it's not unique entirely. That the charisma isn't. It's not just the Clooney of it. It's the danger of it, and it's the yeah. Which again, I, I have a problem. Stuff with another big character flaw. Sure. And he's like again a good a flaw who keeps making these. Stu- I don't want to go back to jail yet. He keeps doing the same stupid things. So sure. it's just, and she's got her own flaws. So yeah, sure. match made in heaven. Yeah, it's like the guy that <laughs> says, uh, you know, I want to lose uh, weight, but I'm gonna eat pizzas five days a week. Yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. like you just keep making the same mistake over and over again. Yeah. Even I eat because I'm unhappy, and I'm instinct, unhappy because I eat. <laughs> your instinct you know? is, you know, to, to, to want to do something different. So mm-hmm. I get that, right? Like yeah. that, that characterization, like it, it, you, you think the logical thing of I don't want this. But mm-hmm. you fall back on the it's the only thing I know or the only easiest thing to make or whatever the case. Yeah. So those are all character things that I again real I, I don't cheese have, sandwiches. I don't have any real problem yeah. with because I get 
the context by which you can say one thing, I'm going to do this or I want to do this. I wish I were a better person, but I'm not, you yeah. know, and here's an example. Uh, but anyway, I like those two. I like that scene together. I like that he searched that she shoots him. And uh, the ending I thought was just a brilliant way to kind of tie it together, which is uh, Sam Jackson coming in as a cameo. I did not anticipate uh, the first time yeah, I saw it, obviously. True. Yeah. Uh, and then talking about how he's escaped from prison a dozen times or whatever the number is and how, he was supposed to leave the next day or the early in a day earlier, but uh, the lady marshal, being Karen, of course, thought we might have some things to talk about, which is to say that well, he's going to escape out of Glades again or whatever else. So it kind of sets up that there's a a potential future in the in the end. So for me, again, as a person that liked this relationship, I don't need a sequel. Like I don't necessarily need to to see that movie with the two of them, whatever. But I thought as a way to to tie up this movie, there's a moment that says we're still going to maybe play this game for a little longer. And I, I really like that. So that uh, that's kind of, in the end of the day, the movie I thought delivered everything that I wanted from it by, you know, as an example or a difference from you. I thought when I saw this movie in 98, I loved it. I thought it was cool. And you still loved it. And funny. And then now it's so many years later and I'm like, this is still the cool, funny beautifully shot interesting movie that I, I thought it was so for me there really isn't that many flaws at all i really loved it and uh i was happy it it, it came off the shelf and I, i'd watch it again uh any any day like it's one of those you kind of just put it on in the background it's really no, that's day after tomorrow <laughs> okay uh, i thought really uh really connected with me uh even again so uh dave obviously you feel differently let's hear <laughs> your final thoughts on the movie and then uh, obviously what you've got to uh wash our palate next week what's well, funny because i'm thinking like obviously phil liked this movie and loved it loved it sorry but i thought i thought maybe you watching it again now maybe after not watching it for so years would you maybe think a little bit of what i thought with these characters now i got you around to maybe sort of understand why i felt the way i did so i think i was successful in doing that yeah you're not trying to convince me otherwise but you're at yeah. least defending your position let's yeah say. so yeah. and then i think we sort of came to to the reason to why so i'm not going to go over all of that again i think i'm still in the same situation throughout but i i can see the point you made early on is if you're if you're not with that this is not good and you recognize that sure. yeah. and you may realize okay that well that explains that yeah. right yeah so i think i think all in all it's um uh, so I think really, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the beginning of the day, any time of day is I think I have to try it out. I have to give this another go with maybe not necessarily Clooney or, or Jennifer Lopez. Those two types of characters together. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe I'll, I'll try a Brad Pitt. I think, I think that would be the same category. Seems like that's a Clooney-esque. Yeah. Com- comparable comparable yeah. yeah and see if it's that specifically that i just doesn't interest me sure. in seeing these two relationships but i think it, it made me realize that i just i wanted i didn't I, I didn't like the fact that we didn't really get to why he's a bank robber at least i didn't get there it's like why is he doing this we never we never we, in the movie never really explores that yeah and i thought for me i want that exploration this is what i want i want to know why he's a bank robber why is he making the decisions where i don't want him and her and the romantic thing. That's not what I want out of the movie. Okay. So I think it just didn't deliver what I wanted. It delivered something else that appeals to a lot of people. I'm just not, unfortunately, that one of those guys. And yeah. that's unfortunate for me because 
I had to watch it <laughs> uh, a couple of times. You spent so. two hours of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it went by uh, pretty quick. But um, I, I might, out of respect to you <laughs> and our fans, our listeners, I might watch it again just to see if I can somehow get through that trunk scene and force myself. Get, I can. All right. I'm, all right. I'm on board. Let's go. Yeah. And see if uh, and see if my eyes and brain see anything different and have a completely different experience that you're having. Because sure. like you said in Tommy Boy, I want to like the movie. Yeah. I want to enjoy myself. Yeah. But me and my wife, and she felt the same. So I, it's not just me, but she's like, yeah. yeah. So maybe we're in the same sort of uh, mentality of what we're interested in, um, to see on film. But all in all, uh, it was a great movie. Loved it. I <laughs> uh, would see it again. Uh, but I, I do appreciate you bringing off the shelf because it is a movie... I wouldn't think necessarily is your cup of tea with the action, but sure. I don't think you like Clooney. Uh, Clooney I think you, it's not quite a Stallone not level. Not a Stallone, I was going to say, but... Yeah, in the Affleck category. Be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I appreciate the watch nonetheless. Any chance I get the chance, uh, any opportunity I get to talk to you. Let's maybe make it a weekly thing. Let's make it, yeah. Let's just you know keep what? doing let's it. Let's go on the record right now. Let's yeah, do it once a week or it. so. Why not? Let's do it. Maybe Thursdays? How's Thursdays for you? Uh, as for next week i'm going with a movie called i don't know why it's this movie has been on my shelf for a while it's one of my earlier 4ks okay it's a a neeson it's called the commuter or commuter or the commuter he's a commuter the commuter i didn't i think you referenced this i may have and and we'll find out why okay because there is a connection there okay which is interesting okay uh but for some reason i keep thinking i'm gonna watch it again because i liked it but then I watched it again. And like, did I like it? How much did I like it? So I, I want to settle on how much I like this okay. movie. And I think my wife, I was going to say, do you want to watch this? Because I think I'm going to bring it off my shelf. She's like, yeah. oh, I think I've seen, watch something else because I've seen that already. Okay. Not because I don't like it, but she doesn't like to go back to the well. She doesn't like the past. We talked about this. Yes. No, like not even that, but watching something she's already watched. Well, sure. Well, I'll watch Armageddon 20 times yep. or from Private Ryan one too many times. <laughs> She's a one and done. Sure. I see. Let's watch The Accountant, honey. You, you're it's Ben Affleck. You're an accountant. Let's watch. I've seen it. I liked it. I don't want to watch it. Watch it again. So okay. now she has to because I am bringing it off the shelf. That's so not, either yeah. that or I watch it by myself. So we're gonna bring that off. The long story short, uh, we're gonna bring that off the the shelf next right. week. The commuter. I have a out. vague recollection of the poster. Okay. Um, but yeah, I've never seen that movie. So. Wonderful. That's a streak where I bring movies out of the shelf that you haven't seen. Yeah. That'll be f- uh, four in a row. Could so. be, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's more. Be, uh, could be. I'll have to yeah. check the archives. Check the archives. Check the wiki. Uh, <laughs> all right, folks. Thanks for uh, listening. As always, we appreciate you. Uh, come and visit us on the Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave Facebook page. And uh, of course, like the podcast, uh, rate it uh, five stars on any of the podcast. Uh, forums in which you're uh, participating and of course uh, share the podcast with everybody that you uh, have bank ever robbers met. robbers and cops <laughs> and if you're ever locked in a trunk uh, <laughs> mention our podcast just, just you, don't have, you don't have to talk anymore you just press play on the, uh, on the old <laughs> podcast and we'll get you home uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you next week folks thanks for listening good night <laughs>